0: What you What you I'm different What you
1: Everybody, thank you for tuning into to Verbal Assault Live Stream. I'm your host, Marquis Devereaux, coming to you with a podcast with political points of view. Uh, we use real people, speaking about real issues in real time. And um, now with the COVID-19 crisis, we're coming to you remotely. Um, I have joining me my co-host who's coming to us from Stratford, Connecticut, Mr. Samuel Kocherik, who is an entrepreneur. He is um, also someone who has recently informed me he does business in China, Australia, as well as Kuwait, and he has an acting background. How do you like that? Hello, Samuel. How are you doing today?
2: Hello, Marquis and everybody else. Hello, everyone.
1: (laughs) Bubbling with personality there, I see. Yeah. I (laughs) You know, should have went ladies first, you know, but being th- being that I'm one of those younger younger types, not quite a millennial, um, my mother should have done better in the manners department for me. Uh, but I'd like to introduce Ms. Cherokee Black. She is a writer. She's an editor. She's a producer. And she's someone who's very quick to inform you that her family comes from the Upper West Side of Manhattan, New York City she is has a multicultural background and a multicultural point of view hello Ms. Cherokee black
0: thanks for joining us today if that's only relevant if you say going back to the 1800s yes i think yeah when it was buses and buggies and farmland thank you for the share okay and then returning
1: um from a hiatus in mississippi where there were all types of weather things going on that I care not to explain on this show. I have, he has run for city council in New York City twice. He is an activist. He is also a member of the Nation of Islam. His name is Mr. Julius Tadejian. Did I say your name right, Julius?
3: Tajadeen. Tajadeen.
1: Tajadeen. You know, I give up. It's, it, it, it's, kind of like, it's kind of like one of those words that just has every letter, every consonant of the alphabet and a few vowels. I can't get it right. Um, to our audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us. If you're listening to us on a platform, hopefully you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, or one of the other, other 11 platforms. And I'm very happy to have you as well as my guests and co-hosts. If you're watching us, you're watching us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or perhaps YouTube, I understand that um, we've been doing some Facebook live videos. I understand the numbers are going up on uh, Twitter as well. And I want to say thank you. We all want to say thank you. If you are listening to us for the first time, just so that you know, uh, we are listener supported. You can become a sponsor or you can contribute to our program by going to Patreon, going to Twitch, or one of the other 11 other anchor platforms that will allow you to contribute. We are listener supported. So if you like what we do, let us know, write to us, listen to us, say thank you. We appreciate the feedback. Now, going into today's topic, um, we're doing an overview of last week and my co-host Samuel Cachero was adamant and says,
3: why do you want to do that?
1: That may not be the right thing for the brand. I think, Samuel, at this point in the show, um, we have went as, having, as far as having you and I debate on the show. In addition to that, um, we have had up to eight or nine people on the panel And I think last week, the fact that we've exceeded 100 shows in our relaunch, the fact that we're on additional platforms on social media, the fact that we are now being listened to in Australia, in the United Kingdom, and in Canada, I think it's a good time to see how far we've come. So uh, for our audience, last week we had some challenging subjects on the show and some viewers pushed back very very hard we had one viewer that just excuse me one participant that just left the show abruptly and unfortunately the conversation involved race and in america race is a very very sensitive topic um you know whether you identify as african-american european-american asian-american or what have you race is always a sensitive topic in america so um, what I'd like to know from you guys, um, Samuel. First of all, you being a co-host here, you being an independent, having a right-leaning point of view, do you feel that the platform is a place for a, a safe space for
2: discussion? Absolutely. I think that um, as the host and co-host, we're supposed to be directing the conversation. Yeah. And come, so-
1: come on into, come on into that, come on into that speaker, baby. I want to hear you.
2: All right. Hold on. I got some papers here. That's why. How about now? A little better. You got All right. You're just
1: just so good looking and your voice sounds so nice. We we just want the audience to be able to hear more of
2: you. Let me scream at you.
1: Hold on. Okay, that's better. That's better. We need angry black men or multiracial like yourself.
2: Multiracial. But but I identify as black. But anyway, I think as the host and co-host, we're supposed to come up with a programming that... Is a proper say outline or guideline for the for the each upcoming show. And with that, we should also know how to sort of um, mitigate things which may not be so nice for some people. The top the show is called verbal assault. So we are allowed to go ahead and express our different opinions and our viewpoints. And we can or we may get a little hyper on in in some of them. You said hyper? Hyper. Okay, hyped up, hyped up, hyper, angry, <laughs> frustrated, pissed the fuck off. I mean, whatever you want to call it. Whatever, right on, right on. So, um, I, I I think it was. I think it's um, it's the, the space is safe for that because, um, because we all uh, know each other, and well, basically we know each other, and, and and we're adult enough to know that it's a conversation, no matter how hyped up we get. Right? right on. And that we're all adult enough to know that is your opinion, your viewpoint, and I respect that as you should respect mine.
1: Yes. Um, just, just to put it out in front of the panel, um, I'm on Facebook often, and now Facebook gives us an exposure to uh, one billion people. So it's sort of like going to the Super Bowl and putting on a commercial. Many eyeballs are going to see the commercial. And I often invite right-leaning people, uh, Samuel, you're an independent, you lean right, you're pro-Trump, I'm an independent, I'm a progressive independent, so in some people's minds, I lean left, I'm conservative on some things, and I'm quite right on other things, but at the end of the day, I consider myself a progressive. Um, Cherokee Black, I'd like to get some feedback from yourself. Um, as a woman on the program, our female listeners have increased dramatically. And one of the things when I first created the show that I was very sensitive about was not having women on because the show is called Verbal Assault. And I felt that women were going to hold back on sharing their points of view. You have not held back at all. As a matter of fact, you have said, I wanna make sure that I don't get labeled as an angry black woman because you're giving a point of view as a woman of color. I'd like you to just uh, elaborate on that somewhat because I personally, as the host of the show, don't feel you get enough talk time.
0: Thank you, that's because men always talk over me as we discussed before. Um, men always talk over women, we're not supposed to have a voice. That's why- um,
3: They with, do that, Cherokee? Uh, they talk over you?
0: All the time. <laughs> do you and, just and, did it? Even, even Julius, even in personal relationships, yes. I'm alone with a cat for a reason, for real. Um, um, yeah and and so in order to get my my point across, I end up being aggressive or assert I, I prefer the word assertive mm-hmm. and and I might have to raise my voice a couple of octaves, and I may even end up shouting. There was a situation on the podcast where um, someone was really offending me. And I ended up cursing him out. <laughs> I don't, that's not how I want to be perceived to the public as someone who curses like a sailor and is crazy. Um, because my brand is, is, well, I'm an actress, first of all. So I can be all those things in that vein. But as a brand, I'm a lifestyle and beauty brand. So, <laughs> so you can't be like crazy, you know?
3: Well,
1: you can't be crazy unless crazy is your brand. And, you know, I'm going to use as an example as oh English is not my language today. As an example, I'm going to use Omarosa Manigault, um, who originally was on The Apprentice. She served as an African-American woman on the first season of The Apprentice, and she got terminated and got asked to come back. after watching Amorosa that first season, I met uh, President Trump, obviously before he was the president. He was married to, is her name Melania? Yeah. Yes, he, he was married to her at the time. And I said to him in New York City at the Metropolitan Museum, I said, Mr. Trump, I said, I'm likely the number one fan of your show. But if you get rid of Amorosa, I will not, never watch your show again. He was silent for five seconds. He was taken aback by what I said. And then he said, wow. He said, okay. He said, listen, let me introduce you to some people that I know. I don't, I I say that to you, Cherokee, because if being an angry black woman is your brand, then what would be the problem with that? She has made it to the White House
0: twice. That's fine. And I wouldn't go to the White House with that person. So being there. So I'm just saying, I that's her brand, her brand. The reason why people love her is because she's a bitch. I'm not. That's not. I, I wouldn't say they love her, but they watch. her. They watch her. No, no. Some people they like they like they they they're attracted and drawn. They watch her. Because they like that energy. There's something about that that is appealing to them. I did. I did not watch her, and I did not watch the show. I, no, none of it appealed to me. So that's you know, it's well. It's, well then how would it's you know a, matter, she's a bitch? It's a matter of it's a matter of taste. That's all How I mean. would
1: you know that she's a bitch if you didn't watch the show?
0: I read. You know, I've read things about her. She's been interviewed on TV. I might be watching 60 Minutes and she's on, and I'm like, you know, I won't change the station until she's off. I'm going to listen. You know but I didn't watch the show.
1: Okay, and I believe her name is Amarosa Manigault Stalwart or whatever, I, I, yes, I know yes, I
0: missed Yes, was. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> um, Julius, you have run on the Democratic ticket uh, a couple of times. My thought process is that you're probably going to run again. I personally believe that you should run for the position in New York City of, as a public advocate because often people use it as a stepping stone to become the mayor. Now, I don't know any other uh, city or state where the position of public advocate exists. I'm not quite sure what it's supposed to do except challenge the mayor on certain things. I'd like to ask you about denigrating your opponent. It seems that in the current state of politics, the right side, those that vote right, are very, very comfortable now with the tactic of denigrating your oppo- opponent, finding a weak point and sort of coming at them as, as like, like an AK-47 with criticism and um, I just want to ask you, as someone who's run on the Democratic side, have you ever experienced someone sort of criticizing your character or the way that you look? Or is this a tactic that also exists on the left?
3: Well, you know, I haven't gone through that as a candidate. Uh, People are reluctant to do that with me. In New York City. And even I ran for mayor of a city... In uh, New Jersey, what city? And they were. Re- I don't have to go into that right now. But.
1: Why not? Well, Plainfield, Plainfield, New Jersey. Okay, but why didn't you want to go into it though? I, I think it's noteworthy. Well,
3: it is, but uh, it has a lot of history with it too, which I don't want to veer off. But in any event, um, notice that Sam and I are drinking <laughs> from our teacups. You don't see. No I never had that tea. problem because I can go in and I may have stuff on you and you don't want me to go in. (laughs) So I can go, I can go real deep. And so people, um, you know, I'm not, I'm fearless in that way, especially if I have, you know, some stuff on you because people, you know, I've been around. It's not like I'm just coming into the arena, running for office. You know, I've
2: seen your shade, you know, you're So, so, Julius, to Marquis' question, so does this mean that if you have something, you're saying that you're fearless and that you'll go after that person, like, probably to no end is what I'm getting from you? Well, I
3: what I do is um, I may discredit them, like, as far as if they're saying they did X, Y, and Z, you know, I could easily discredit you and say to the public, that that person had nothing to do with any of that. So they're fat, you know. I'll say, you know, I'll call you out. I won't call you a liar like that, but I'll say that's a fabrication. I'll use choice words to try to be a little civil. But what about denigrating? I'll tell. I will tell people uh, the truth about a particular thing. As an example, uh, there's a guy running for office for city council in the. Uh, Ninth Council District. And if I do decide to run for city council, that would be my district. So he was on Facebook, and it's not like he um, you know, made me privy to his comment, but he was taking credit for the NCO program, which is this community policing program that's being used citywide. Well, everyone that's in the know of things knows that I drafted that program. So, so someone so, was trying to take credit uh, for your work. Yeah, and I just had to shut him down. And I doubt he'll try to do it, you know, if I do run, he won't try to do that uh, on a debate stage.
0: Yeah,
2: that would be ridiculous. So, may, 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 may I add may in I, something?
0: He didn't do his, his uh, research. I'm, I want to see... I'm gonna share
1: a personal experience for the audience and the panel today. Uh, this is a relaunch of this show and we've uh, recently surpassed 100 episodes. The reason why I wanted to do an overview is sort of some of the uh, things that have happened last week. Uh, we know that Rob Arnold, uh, Rob Arnold now has his own radio program. And um, there were some there were some things that were taking place that I just didn't feel fit into the um the, there was some things taking place and some hubris that I was experiencing that I didn't feel fit the culture of what this program is um when I first created the program some years ago uh as I as I often tell people this was created while I was incarcerated uh, many people have made a point to say I don't feel you should tell people that you're incarcerated I'm authentic with my audience, and I look for our panelists to be authentic as well. Uh, I had talked about, I had wrote down the framework for the show, and I had had a discussion once or twice about whether I would do a TV show or a podcast with someone who I wanted to bring in. And interestingly enough, the person as recently as six months ago tried to say that he created the show with me. Now I have all the notes, that can show you the trajectory of creating the show. But um, this person was a right-wing person. And uh, Samuel, who is also uh, a business partner, leans right. So my friends are often leaning right, but I notice sometimes with people that lean right is they feel that people on the left are not really serious about how they run their business. So with, with that coming into play, I'd like to ask you all about um, programming. Samuel, would you say that this program has given enough opportunity for the right side to be heard and if not, what could be done differently to allow both sides of the equation to have equal time? In,
2: in, terms, of, in terms of the timing, uh, sorry, sorry, in terms of, the opportunity to speak, the opportunity to get a question out and things like that. That, I believe, is going to come up with your interjection and interruption. But the opportunity to voice a concern, voice an opinion, it's always been there. So if you're asking, can the right speak as much as the left? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, yes. Okay. Verbal, okay. Verbal, assault, verbal assault is about your opinion versus my opinion versus his opinion, her opinion, so on and so forth.
1: Yeah?
2: Yes. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Okay. And just just for the listening audience, um, I have made it a point in creating this show that without the right point of view, the discussion is just sort of, it's, it's, it's very one-sided. It's not there. As an independent, this is very, very important to me. Uh, so since... Sin, uh, since, Samuel, you've talked about the interjection versus interrupting, that is actually my next question. Cherokee, uh, you said, I get cut off. I get cut off by men. Samuel has said, hey, Marquis, you know, the conversation's happening, and I just wanted to finish this statement. Uh, when, I, when I watch Fox News, they're interjecting and they're interrupting. When I watch CNN, they're interjecting and they're interrupting. Uh, Chris Cuomo is is a great example, Um, but I like the way that the program goes. Cherokee, I'd like to ask you, what makes you, you, if
0: you are uncomfortable, about the interruption part? Why do you- I'm not uncomfortable with anything. I'm not uncomfortable. uncomfortable. I just don't like right-wing men yelling, shut up, to me. That's crazy. That happen. Happen? If we and is And is it studio, only right wing men? If we were in a studio, well, we know who the man was. If you recall, that actually happened on this podcast. I am saying, if we were in a studio, I might have smacked him because it was rude.
1: Okay. So Brian Parker has mentioned wanting <laughs> to uh, choke, choke someone. You have mentioned wanting to smack someone. Well, quite frankly. Quite frankly, you, the host of the show is on probation for assault. Listen, I'm part <laughs> Irish. I have no problem getting oh, into a scrap. Uh <laughs> and, and that's where the name of the show comes from. Uh, Julius Tajine, uh, Tadejian, three syllables.
0: Tadejian. I'm
1: just, calling you, just, I'm just calling you Julius from the nation. Julius, <laughs> you're a talker, and you... And I have been on the phone, and you, man, you can hold a conversation for well into an hour. Have you ever had a circumstance where someone has interrupted or interjected to the point that you felt like it might become physical?
3: Well, I might feel emotionally that way, but I, you know, it's not that I would do that. I trust I can control my emotions, so I might feel. Like, I want to do that. You know, you feel like you want to smack somebody, but I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, I I verbalize it,
0: but I might not do it either. It's an assault. I don't know. No, I I won't even verbalize
3: it. I won't even say to someone, like, shut the F up. I'll smack you because I know I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Really? So why say it? That's
1: good. I've had situations where someone has gotten into my face
3: Oh, that's and a different what, story. What? You get up in my face and you're, you're, if I feel threatened, that happened to me um, on 125th Street. This guy, you know, he, he had a, a martial art legend, which I was unaware of. Not that it really mattered, but and, um, he, you know, as time went on, he was getting more aggressive with me over and over and then one day, he just got up like in my face, like accusing me that I'm responsible for all the wrong stuff happening in Harlem. But he got up in my face aggressively, and I pushed him. And uh-huh. I said, don't get up in my face like that. But when I pushed him, I, you know, it was very fast, very quick. Um, and it was a shove that made him know I meant business. But no you boy, put, put your hands on him first. Yeah, I put my hands on him first. Because okay. he got too close. It was defensive. He got in my space. Huh? Def- defensive, oh. yes. Yes. But okay. I pushed him in the way that he knew I meant business and whatever his legend was. He was no Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't face me about <laughs> what he was in the martial arts.
1: <laughs> Samuel, you lived in China and you've lived in Australia. You've been to the Philippines. You're doing business in the Middle East. In the United States, many people look at those of African descent as being confrontational. The word comes up quite often. Have you ever had this label or this misnomer put upon yourself internationally?
2: Internationally? The international community abroad loves the black community. That's right. I don't experience racism. I've, had, I've heard some of my brothers and sisters experiencing racism, let's say in Australia, a little bit in China, but in China is to be expected because Chinese are they're racist among themselves. But overall, the international community, when you're abroad, they love black people because we are the transverse.
3: Uh, I kind of
2: like... You know, I just want to make sure that you
1: all can't hear what I'm hearing outside. We're, we're found, uh, no, found... I heard something.
2: some of it. I heard something. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, but I heard something. Samuel, <laughs> uh, This is what happens when
1: you record remotely in New York City.
2: You, you think we were angry. Um, yeah. I, wait, 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 wait. Julius has something to say.
3: Yeah, I I had, I've had different experiences being in the military yep. and in Germany... Now, this is a while back, but they had bars that catered to white folks. And then they what? had bars that catered well, hold to Hold on, bars.
1: hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. Germany is a white country. How do you have bars that cater to white folks? That means that well, they,
0: don't, they, don't, they don't really um, admit um, black, black Military people.
3: people weren't allowed to go right. to these bars. Right. And I went into this bar not knowing that this bar did not cater to Blacks. And, Julie, um, aren't you biracial? That doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter, but you know they call mixed people in Germany Deuce, deuce like, and a halves. Deus and? Deus and a halves. Deus oh. and a halves. That was a term like a while ago. But mm. if you were racially mixed, they were very much ostracized. You know, uh,
2: war when babies was- as well. They when weren't treated, huh? When was this, Julius?
3: This was in the '70s. So they, so children, as young adults, or even, you know, after World War II, um, they would be um, well, that's when we would be in Germany.
2: Uh, I have we would be in Germany, Julius. Like, I have friends in Australia. They're ex-military, and they've spent a lot of time in Germany. In fact, one of my friends, uh, after the military, moved there and lived there. And, he, and he's having a toss-up to say whether he would stay living in Sydney or go back to Germany because he loves But Germany. what decade is he talking about? Not yours. Yeah, Not no. You're <laughs> talk- Julius
0: <laughs> is talking about like 40-something years ago. That's no,
1: hold I on. on. That's now.
0: let's be clear. Let's to be clear carefully. for the audience.
1: Let's be clear for the audience that Julius is uh, in his mid-sixties, oh, and bro. you know, my brother. I've seen you at. Where'd the you gym. hear that rumor from? I have
0: <laughs> heard the rumors. It's all over the place. Rumors, rumors.
1: Listen, listen. Brother, I'm not one
0: got gossip. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> listen, you look my hair age.
1: says it all. Y- you looking for your age? Um, you know. Two of us are in our mid-50s, two of us are or well, I should say early 50s, two of us are in our mid-60s, and we all have very uh, vibrant, jovial personalities, to, to right. say the least.
2: Uh, yeah. What was that, my brother? Jovial, not jovial. Okay. <laughs> my, bad, my bad, my bad. That's
1: okay, potato, potato, you know, I'm from New England, so we tend to say certain things a little so bit different. Yes. Speaking of saying things differently. That's a differently, big difference. Jovial, jovial. That's a big difference. Isn't it? That's a big difference. Okay. Thank
0: you.
1: So what Samuel did, just did was called change the subject.
3: Yes. And, so listen, what know, on it.
1: and what I'm noticing is that oftentimes people on the right, when there is a discussion and you ask them a direct question, they will sort of redirect the conversation. Um, Samuel, would you say this is something that, You've noticed from your colleagues and comrades no, that are right-leaning.
2: No, no, I, I totally disagree. In fact, yeah, of course I, you I, would. I, I, I only experienced <laughs> that on verbal assault, usually done by Marquis Devereaux.
3: That's uh, Let's get back bad. to the to the, uh, <laughs> to the discrimination in against blacks in foreign countries. Yes, um. Even, you know, I've been to many countries, being in the military, I worked in foreign countries, and when you're, like, doing something that is labeled a black thing, sports, entertainment, the world loves you. But when you're doing other things, um, whatever that may be, and you sort of cross a line, they can show their... uh, their racial hatred.
0: That's true. I, I
3: can appreciate that with the
0: military, being military. No, but even that's true. Right. Because when I went to Switzerland, when we arrived, they automatically assumed we were like a rock band or something. That's right. I, I, went, there, I went there on a model. And and it was it was great. No, we ended up at the hotel with Tina Turner and our band. We had a great time. I almost ended up in Brazil with them. It's was, it was amazing. But it was because we, we we were we were of color. They assumed we'd do something um, entertaining. That's true. That's Look true. what happened
3: to Malcolm X's grandson in Mexico. Well, yeah. tell us the story. He was there.
0: Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, we're not muted.
3: we okay. They went to Boston to relax, unwind.
1: I'm sorry, um, Julius, I need you to go back to the beginning of the story because you accidentally muted yourself. You mentioned the grandson of Malcolm X yes. and Betty Shavaz was right. in Mexico.
3: Yes. Okay. And he, he was supporting this this movement. There was some movement that he was interested in. And he went down there, you know, to support this group. After one particular evening, they went to a bar to kind of like unwind. These girls came over to his table and they were just sitting down and whatever, but they were drinking and they just kept on ordering drinks. On whose tab? Huh? On whose tab? Well, he didn't think it was on his tab. <laughs> I bet it was. The next thing you know it,
2: they hit his
3: table with a $3,000 bill. Ooh. And,
1: whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Were the young ladies Mexican? They were Mexican. This sounds like a scam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so oh, when,
0: yeah.
3: When, he, when he refused to pay it, they, um, they told the Mexican guy who was with him to leave. What do you mean, they, leave? They beat, they beat Malcolm X's grandson to death. To death? To death.
0: Oh, my God. I didn't hear that.
1: I didn't hear to that. You,
0: you know. Oh, my God.
1: When
3: was yeah. that? What year was this, Julius? This was maybe now, like, it could be five years ago. Woo! Or less. Now, This is unfortunate
1: because I actually reached out to a, um, to a contributor. His name is Ruben Marquina from Mexico City, and I had asked him to be on today's panel. And one of the things that he said was that he didn't feel... That anything we were going to discuss this week, he could contribute to. Ooh. This is an international program, and often Cherokee likes to say, "You know, I live on the Upper West Side." She says everybody in the world knows where the <laughs> Upper West Side is, and um, Julie is sometimes talking about local politics. But now you're talking about an international icon, a descendant of an international icon right. being in a foreign country that right now is a trading partner of the United States. And we I mean, we just got the trade deal signed, re-signed, I should say. Uh, It was a trade deal that was modified by the current president, with the current president's signature and the Canadian signature. And you're saying that this young man was put to death.
3: Yes, and they dragged his body outside of the bar uh, I don't know if he died in the street, or did he die, you know, in the bar? Let
0: me ask but, you something. You know, there was no was media dead. coverage of this? No media coverage?
3: Huh? There was no it media did, This did make it into, the, you could Google it right now. and you. No, I'm going to. No,
1: but that's yeah. not the point,
3: and that's not was the question. There,
0: was there media coverage then, though?
3: Exactly. Yeah, there was. There, there was. Um, I saw it on the internet no
0: not enough um, i'm talking about media no no, no 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 CNN. it's
3: it's been on television you know during the time um and then the aunts i've heard the aunts speak on it so it's, it's you know it did happen yeah no, but, but it did happen. i was talking
0: about you know when black people died i they mean died. they don't know they don't
3: know they wanted the embassy to to really get involved right and so they were dragging their heels on that. There hasn't been a real thorough investigation on this.
0: That's
3: what I wanted to know, okay. And no,
1: what year hasn't. was it, my, my brother, what year was this?
3: This is under Obama's watch.
0: Wow.
1: Uh-oh, uh-oh. Wow. So it's, it's, and, and Samuel, I know you're gonna interject here. I'm gonna be quiet now. My assumption is that Malcolm X's grandson is African-American. Is that correct to assume? Yes, yes. Okay, and this happened under the watch of uh, an American president who's considered African-American. He's actually biracial. He's uh, Kenyan-American and his mother is Hawaiian. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I should say, lives in the state of Hawaii in the Pacific Islands. Wow, Samuel, what's your thought on this?
2: Well, as you know, I wasn't in the country at that time, so a lot of information doesn't make it overseas. Uh, probably five years ago, I would have been somewhere between Philippines, China, and Australia. I'm not sure at that time. Um, man, that's crap. And and to think that it wasn't news enough that everyone should know this. Like you, I consider you and I consider Cherokee to be very much in the know of things. And if you both are very surprised, that alone surprises me. Um, now, to think that Barack Obama didn't address the issue for such a, 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 an icon's grandson. I, perhaps, I can't
1: recall the conversation happening. Maybe I was under a
2: rock. I don't know. I, I, find, I find this like crazy. This is just crazy. I, very, I, I was very disturbing. Very yeah. disturbing. Ju- Julia, you're bringing, you're bringing something to the light that I think everybody should know about. You know, especially because we're doing business with Mexico at the moment. Yes, yeah. so, yeah. so we, so we
0: need to pick that ball back up.
2: Yeah, we just started <laughs> doing business with with them. I think it should, <laughs> we
0: can't is, let that go.
2: This is news.
0: Yeah. So Hold on yes. one
2: second. I'm with y'all still.
3: Just went off. Hold on. <laughs> we can, we can hear you, my brother. Right. Hold <laughs> on.
2: <laughs> we can also see you, my brother. Oh, you can still see me? Yes. Yes. Yep. So get your hand off of that. Okay. Whatever so,
0: you're doing, don't mess
2: up. All right. So I'm I'm gonna tell you <laughs> oh boy. The, I'm gonna tell you that the next time that
1: you buy your phone, okay. I just got a message from production. Um, when you're on your phone, the messages pop up really quick. So give me a second here. Let me see what was said. I don't know where to find the messages at. Well. I'll figure that yeah, out.
3: He, he, he died. He died. It's been seven years. He, he died 2013. in two thousand thirteen
1: of the presidency.
0: Huh?
1: You're you're saying this is at the beginning of the presidency. Of Barack
2: Obama, correct? When was Barack Obama in office? His first time. Uh, I thought it was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. No, he became president in 2009. So he, he, he started his second term in 2013. Yeah, but the point is, he's, he was there. He's been there from 2009. Yeah, he was the until president. Until 17. So, I mean. Listen, in 19, this, this, this 2013, was he was the president. That's right. Mm-hmm. Definitely under mm-hmm. his watch. And the, apparently, the attorney general's office said that uh, he was. It's messed up. He was hit with a blunt object. So, why why wasn't this followed up on?
3: And they found it in the
1: street. Okay, now hold on guys. I'm gonna read something. Everybody can hear me clearly?
0: Yes, what do I do? Go ahead. Okay.
1: Um, prosecutor rodolfo fernando rios garza okay if he puts one more name in i might not be able to pronounce it said the men work at a bar called the palace club where malcolm shabazz and three people had drinks early thursday an argument ensued when the staff said the bill was one thousand two hundred dollars shabazz was beaten while another man was threatened and stripped of his belongings rios said shabazz 29 was transported to wabwana general hospital where he died of his injuries later thursday morning police spokesman octavio octavio campos said friday the attorney general's office said his injuries were caused by a blunt object and included brain trauma and several broken bones Mm -hmm. here's the likely reason it didn't receive much news attention a u.s state department spokeswoman was aware that a US citizen had died in Mexico, but declined to comment further. I was saddened, stunned, shocked to read about the murder of young Malcolm Forge, former Georgia Congresswoman. Cynthia McKinney said the former lawmaker had taken Shabazz under her wing and he had traveled with her to Libya. Many of my closest associates have had personal memories, and then it goes on. Wow.
2: No, you should finish wow. that. Fini- you should finish it.
1: Okay, um, I'm going to ask someone else to pick up the rest of that because I've actually where sent it away Julius? from my
0: screen. Huh? Where's Julius? I don't okay. see
1: Well, neither do I right now, so.
2: <laughs> where, you you left off, where you left we, off. Many, many, okay. of my closest, many of my closest associates have personal memories of their time with him and of his efforts to reach out to them for help. McKinney said he was writing a book. In 1997, Shabazz, then 12 years old, was convicted of the juvenile equivalent of second-degree degree manslaughter oh. and, and, and second-degree arson. He has, his grandmother. He set her on fire. fire yeah. that, for setting the fire that killed his grandmother, Betty Shabella. That's the same grandson.
0: Yes, that's that's what's surprising me. Yeah, I, wow. Yes. That's karma. This,
1: huh? this is tragic.
3: Yeah. The census, well, there's, there's a story. There's, um, can you, can?
0: We can't see you, Julius. But you can I, hear me? Yes.
1: Yes. I got you. Yes.
0: All right.
3: All right. There you go. Um, okay, the situation with that, um, my understanding is that he meant to set the house on fire, but he didn't know his grandmother was in the house. She thought a, the fire started some kind of a way other than, you know, it being set. She went back in the house to try to, to get
2: him. That's
3: how she got burned.
2: A psychologist described him as a chronic fire starter and a paranoid schizophrenic. So he's oh. an arsonist. Yeah, but he he's didn't old, now he, got back, now he got to burn, to burn his grandmother. He didn't mean, maybe he didn't mean to burn his grandmother. Right. But he's a chronic fire but starter. Setting a fire, setting
0: fire. A, deliberately setting a fire is a,
3: is he a, he a did, sociopathic
0: he did, behavior.
3: He did mean to set something on fire. She thought, you know, he was still in the house.
0: Right, went back in there. Grandmothers do have three grandsons. Right, I'm going to go back and get him. I'm going to go back and get wow. my cat. Wow,
3: no words. I just got a. He,
1: he was a disturbed
3: child when he was younger. He was what? Okay, when- He was disturbed. He had issues. Oh. But he was um, as an adult um he was working past that
2: all right I, i'm Those gonna say have to address
0: when you're a child though you have to be in some kind of
2: therapy there has to be in, in, in doing he sorry, was sent to an institution
1: okay one second guys i gotta do a wrap up here um oh sorry whew. we're we're talking we're talking about setting houses on fire we're talking yeah. about schizophrenia and we are talking about tragic relationships which brings us into Tuesday's discussion, which is going to be Cuomo versus Trump.
2: Tragic Uh,
1: relationships. Yes. (laughs) Tragic relationships. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening to today's program. As always, we invite guests on, whether you come from the left point of view or the right point of view. Um, This show is going to happen if I'm the only person that comes on the program or if we have 20 people that are going to participate in the program that day. We are a uh, political talk show and we speak authentically. Um, profanity sometimes gets in the mix. So if you need to plug your ears, cotton, you can probably find in the medicine cabinet. But we're not the type to cover our ears. We discuss, we discuss real issues. Um, we discuss real topics. We use real people. Uh, I don't operate from a script because of the fact that I want everybody to be able to speak openly and as honestly as possible to our audience. We hope that you found the conversation authentic. Um, We're growing. Sometimes the conversation is going to be intense and sometimes it'll be a bit sedate, but I don't know when was the last time that ever happened. I think the only time that's happened when there's been Samuel and myself on the program. Um, If you're listening to us, thank you. If you're watching us, thank you um if you're contributing to us please do and please continue to do so we're looking forward to having you tune in tomorrow cuomo versus trump do follow us on social media on facebook instagram twitter and youtube okay we are currently working on um, our vimeo snapchat and TikTok accounts, but that's a story for another day. I'm Marquis Devereaux, your host of Verbal Assault Live Stream, and we look forward to having you on Tuesday's program. Bye
3: bye.